And uh, hey, if you're joining us this morning online, welcome to all of our friends and family online as well. Thank you so much for being here. Man, it's a, it's an interesting day out there. Uh, happy spring, uh, Michigan, as the snow flies and whatnot. And uh, hopefully you guys are recovering from that extra hour of no sleep, right? Uh, but hey, we got donuts, so donuts make everything better. Amen, right? But hey, today uh, we're kicking off a brand new series for the next few weeks that we have titled Kingdom Builders. I'm really, really excited about this one. As you guys know, if you've been with us for a while, uh, last month we had a series we titled Kingdom or Bus. We looked into God's word and just said, Lord, what does it look like to be kingdom or bus? And that we saw how God calls us, all of us, if we're followers of Jesus, to have a kingdom or bus mentality about us. And then last Sunday, if you guys were with us, both either in person or online, uh, it was Vision Sunday. And you know, Pastor Eric and I shared just the great opportunity, the kingdom opportunity that we have before us as a church family, right? And we launched and officially kicked off uh, the, the, the Welcome Home New Building campaign. And, and man, we're in an exciting season as a church. I don't know if you guys can sense it, if you can feel it, if you understand it, but we are in a really, really exciting season as a church. And as we are all seeking the Lord, in these weeks, Lord, what would you have us do? How can we play a part in what you are building here in your kingdom? I think it's important that our hearts stay focused and stay fixed on the Lord, stay fixed on building his kingdom, because we know there's a lot of distractions out there that can get our eyes and our hearts and our attention and our agenda off of the kingdom, which is why I'm so excited for this new series, because basically what we're going to do each week, we're going to take a look at a different kingdom builder, a character in the Bible, New Testament, Old Testament, it's all free game, and we're going to look at how they were used by God to be a kingdom builder, a normal, ordinary person just like you and I. If you guys have been with us for some time, think of running with the giants, but like kingdom builder slant to it, all right? And so it's going to be fun. We're going to learn a little bit more about different characters, but we're going to also find ourselves in the midst of their story and what God would want to speak to us, encourage us, and challenge us. And guys, our prayer for this series is that you would be inspired that your faith would be built, that your faith would grow in this series, that, that you'd also get some practical handles. Sometimes it's hard to like, yeah, kingdom or bust, but like get some more practical handles of like, what does that look like in you and I's everyday life? Like how do we practice what we're hearing and what's preached, right? And that really, I, I pray that this series would help all of us navigate this kingdom building opportunity season that's before us and really give us a word from the Lord. And so to kick off this series, the first kingdom builder, that we're talking about this morning is Abraham, all right? So we're going we're gonna to go back to Abe, all right? We've, we've talked about Abe over the years here, but if you're not familiar with Abraham, we'll get into it in a second. And if you're taking notes and you like titles today, the title of my message is The Foundation of Faith. The Foundation of Faith. But let's first go to the Lord in prayer, ask him to open up our hearts and our minds to receive from the Word and the Holy Spirit this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And we just thank you for your presence here with us, Father. We thank you that we are loved and accepted in you. We thank you that you have good plans for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us. You have a hope and a future for every single person here. 
And so, Father God, we want to lean in to this new series today, Lord, as we look at Abraham. Lord, show us the principles of faith that he had in his life to literally build the kingdom of God on, Lord. We want to be like him today. And so, Lord, make us more in your image, more like you today. Lord, I thank you that faith is increasing in our lives. And, Lord, we are believing you for the impossible to come to pass. Father, we love you so much, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed, said, amen. Question for you guys. Have you ever set out on an adventure to attempt to build something really big or something really tall? Let me see a show of hands. Have you ever built something with your life? Okay, this could be anything, right? Some of you guys, maybe you're more skillsmen, craftsmen, like you actually build things like sheds or houses and all that. Maybe you're more like me in the parent flow. Uh, what I've been building lately is Lego towers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm in that Lego season, you know, like I can build a pretty mean tower. Um, and then, you know, I, I didn't want to go here, but I was just kind of waiting on the weather. But unfortunately, I do. Have you ever built a big snowman before, right? With that white stuff flying today, unfortunately, it reminded me. Yes, we've all built something. How many of you guys know that the bigger or taller that you want to build something, the stronger the foundation has to be? right? The stronger the foundation has to be, right? I mean, if it, you guys know, if you guys are in the building trade or you work with builders or contractors, you know the foundation is critical for a house, right? The foundation, when, when you get an inspection on the house and there's foundation cracks and issues, it's like see a piece, right? Because you just know things aren't going to be structurally sound. And that foundation has not only affected the foundation, it's affected every other area, every wall, every, every board, everything that's slinging up there is not sound, right? For those of you guys that uh, have built a Lego tower before, you guys know if you have a weak base, you can stack it yay high. If you got a strong base, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're trying to touch the ceiling at our house sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can get up there if you have the right foundation. And if you want to build one of those big Mac Daddy snowmen, right? That bottom ball, as you guys know, it's got to be huge. You know what I'm saying? You need your friend and your friend's friend to help you push that thing to get that first one set. And then you need somebody else strong to get the second one up there so that you can put that head up there and it can be big, right? The foundation, though is key to building success, right? And the cool thing is the same is true when it comes to being a kingdom builder. If we want to build God's kingdom, well, we're going to have to have the right foundation, all right? And today I feel like the Lord has brought me back, and you might feel like we're being brought back to the basics, but I'll tell you what, the basics are so fundamental, and they're so foundation laying. God can do amazing supernatural things on the basics of his word. And you know what the foundation for being a kingdom builder is? It's faith. Everybody say faith. It is faith. Today we're going to explore this concept that if we, being a kingdom builder requires faith. Being a kingdom builder is going to require faith. Now, faith is the prerequisite to being, the, being a kingdom builder, right? Like, like if we're going to help God build the kingdom, it's going to take faith. And I'm always encouraged and always challenged. I don't know about you guys. From Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, we, we know this scripture, but again, it says, without what? Faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly or diligently seek him, right? So we please God when we have faith, right? And it takes faith to build what God is building. Like, to, if we want to build what God is building, not what we want to build, if we want to build what God wants to build, it's going to take faith as the foundation, right? It is the necessary foundation. If we want to build anything, 
of eternal significance, anything of kingdom impact stature, it's going to have to have a firm foundation of faith and trust in God. So with us knowing that, insert Abraham, our faith builder for today. Let's take a look at Abraham in case you're not familiar with this story. I won't go to all the details, but just a little bit of highlights, right? Abraham, we, we know him. He's known as the father of faith. He's like this legendary faith giant that we can study. Uh, he, his story and his life events are found in the book of Genesis, and not just like one or two chapters, 13 chapters. Genesis 12 all the way through Genesis 25. Everybody stay calm. We ain't reading all that today, all right? He's also mentioned 67 times in the New Testament, often for his example for us to follow of faith. This guy is a faith giant. The other cool thing that we're going to discover here is Abraham was a kingdom builder, right? We first meet Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. His name at that point is actually Abram. It hadn't been changed to Abraham by God yet, but God gives him a promise. Let's take a look at it. Genesis chapter 12, verses one through three. It says, now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curses you. And in, all, in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. This is a huge promise and call on Abraham's life. God comes to Abraham and says, yo, leave your country, leave your family, Leave your comfort zone, leave your convenience, right? And go to a place that I will show you. We've preached this message before. Where am I supposed to go? I'll show you, right? Like, like uh, you're, you're going to have to trust me on faith here, right? God says, oh, by the way, I'm going to make you, your descendants, a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm literally, God is saying, I'm going to build my kingdom through you and your family lineage. Hello, God puts a kingdom-building call on Abraham right when he meets him. And Abraham's initial response sets the foundation for this kingdom-building journey ahead, right? We see in the next verse, Genesis 12, verse 4, check this out. Plain and simple, yet so powerful. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed for Haran. Abraham's faith is worth camping out on for a second. Abraham did what God called him to do. Abraham left the convenience and comfort to follow God. And here's the deal. Here's what I know. What if Abraham said no? Right? I I like to put myself in these shoes and wrestle with the, the weighty of the kingdom building call and say, it would be really easy to say no. And if Abraham said no, I don't think we'd be studying him today. I don't think he'd be in the kingdom builder lineup today. I don't think he'd be the father of faith. He might have had faith in other areas, but he wouldn't have been used in mighty ways like God was able to use him. Faith was the foundation. But because we see Abraham's faith, God's like, okay, all right, Abraham. I see a little foundation there. I see what you're laying there. I can build on that, right? And so he moves forward. And so, man, kingdom building opportunities, they're so exciting but they're also pretty intense too, right? I think we're all familiar with opportunities to build the kingdom. The first and foremost that a lot of us experience in the kingdom of God is simply the kingdom building opportunity of putting our faith and trust in Jesus, right? To experience his salvation. That's like the starting block. 
God says, yo, we can't figure all this out. Our sin separates us from God. He took care of that problem through Jesus. When we put our faith and trust and we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that builds the foundation of faith. We're all dealt a measure of faith at salvation. And God says, I can build something kingdom impacting upon that, that opportunity, right? But how many of you guys know that oftentimes that's not the only kingdom opportunity that God presents us with? That as we move on down the line in our faith, God will often come to us and present us with other kingdom-building opportunities. Things where it will test our faith and things where he'll check the foundation before he can actually work and move in mighty ways, right? How many of you guys have experienced that in your own lives where God comes to you and he challenges you to believe him in faith or trust him in faith or, or do something in faith to build his kingdom, but in different ways. It could look different for every single one of us. Maybe God puts a person on your heart to pray for, that the kingdom of God would come into their life, or, or a loved one to intercede for or to share Christ with, to share your faith, share the good news, right? Other kingdom opportunities. Sometimes God will challenge you and I to use our gifts to serve in God's house and to serve the community and people around us, right? A kingdom building opportunity. And oftentimes, like in the season we're in with the church right now, God will also challenge us, us challenge us with what we're going to do with our resources, with our finances to build something of eternal impact and kingdom minded, right? All these opportunities are amazing. And all of these opportunities have the potential to build the kingdom of God, but they all have a test of faith. Everybody say faith. faith. We're talking about faith today. They're a test to see if we have the right foundation that God can truly build upon. And so Abraham, as we know, he experiences a huge faith test along the way. Just some highlights for you. I won't show this on the screen, but in Genesis 15, Abraham tells, or God tells Abraham that his descendants are gonna be as numerable as the stars in the sky, yet his wife Sarah is barren and he has no son. All right, so he's got the promise, but he's looking at an empty womb, right? In Genesis 17, after some mistakes that, Abraham and Sarah kind of try to help God out in their own way. We won't go into all those details. Um, God re-ups his promise and his covenant with them and says that they will have a son and they will name him Isaac. Then in Genesis 21, Sarah, Abraham's wife, actually gives birth to Isaac. And as we studied previously in other series and other years, that's 25 years from the point of the promise to when the son was actually born. And faith was all in the middle of that. What this leads us onto the threshold of Genesis chapter 22, which is one of the famous stories that Abraham's known for, the sacrifice of his son, Isaac, and what God calls him to do. And how many of you guys know that sometimes, unfortunately, but also fortunately, God needs to reinspect the foundation of our faith along the way to make sure there's no cracks, to make sure there's no weaknesses, to make sure that what he's about to build and what he wants to do can literally stand on top of that firm foundation of faith. And so even though the son of the promise is there and Abraham didn't give up and he was 100 years old and his wife was 90 and they had a baby, hello, that's awkward, right? Like even though that all is going on right now, God is still inspecting and he checks Abraham's faith to make sure that his faith is still in God and not his own ability, right? And so we get to Genesis chapter 22, verses one and two, and it says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, now take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. 
Many of us are familiar with this story, and we're going to pull out some of the highlights here in a second that I believe will help all of us. But as I mentioned in the beginning, going back to the beginning here, being a kingdom builder requires faith, all right? So for the next few points here, what we're going to look at and break down is I want to look at three areas where faith is often tested, where our faith can be tested in these areas to see if we have what it takes to be a kingdom builder. And so number one, being a kingdom builder requires number one, faith in the unknown. Everybody say unknown. We don't like this. I'm sure Abraham didn't like this. If we want to be a kingdom builder, we are going to be challenged, encouraged, tested to trust God with things that we don't know all the details about. Hello. Have you ever been in one of those seasons? Anybody sitting in one of those seasons right now? Doing jumping jacks up here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have enough hands and legs to lift. What did Abraham know? He knew a few things. That God had promised him a son, Isaac, and that his descendants would be blessed through that. He got, God promised him that Sarah would give birth to Isaac, and he knew that Isaac was there, the son of the promise, because Sarah had Isaac. And then he knows that God calls him to sacrifice or offer up his son as an offering. What did Abraham not know? A whole lot of things, <laughs> right? I just, I, I put in my notes, a whole lot of. <laughs> Abraham did not know a whole lot of nothing, Right? How's that going to work? What if I actually kill him? Will he come back from the dead? Would God bring another son? Like, wait a minute. Will I mess up God's promise? Like, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of gray area here, but he's tested. His faith and his foundation is tested on can God build the kingdom literally through this lineage or not based on the foundation of faith or not. All because of the unknown, right? What was Abraham's response? We see it. It's faith in Genesis 22, verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Abraham had faith in the unknown. He trusted God even when he didn't have all the details to the promise. He just had a promise from God. He just had a word from God. He just had a nudge and a test of faith from God. But he wasn't promised all the success there. He just was promised that, hey, you need to do this. And trust me, I'm going to make you a great nation. The lot, all the in-between, the unknown, that's where our faith is tested. That's where the foundation of kingdom building is tested in our lives. And right, if we want to be kingdom builders, let's make this more practical. Let's bring it home for us today. If we want to build the kingdom of God, if we want to seize the opportunities that are before us both individually and corporately as a church, then it's going to take us having faith in unknown seasons too, right? There are so many unknowns that you and I could be facing right now. Like I could go on forever, right? The unknown simply of like what's coming next in this crazy world, right? What's the headline going to be this week? And the unknown and the fear and the stress and the anxiety of that. Shoot, let's make it real practical. You guys felt it on your drive-in. What are gas prices going to be this week? When will it stop? When will it go the other direction, right? Maybe for some of you guys, you're dealing in a season of singleness or, or loneliness or brokenness, right? And you're like, when will the season and will it ever end, right? A season of unknown. Maybe for some of us, we're like, how on earth, God, are we going to be able to fulfill the pledge amount that you placed on our hearts 
for this building campaign? How, how is that actually going to work? Because things aren't getting better in the economy right now. They're getting worse according to my standards, so according to the world's standards, right? There's a lot of unknown that there's a lot of tension that we might be sitting in or feeling in as believers and as a church, right? Guys, faith is the foundation. Faith is the anchor that will keep you secure through all of the unknown and get you to the promise of God. It's the anchor. We got to have faith. If God wants to build something on us, build something on this church, we must be a church of faith. We must be a church that believes God and takes him at his word and doesn't take no for an answer, doesn't take the world's definition as an answer, but always keeps our faith and our eyes lock in step on what God has said, on what he has promised, on what he has revealed in his word, on what he has spoken, and we act like that is true. Amen? So that's the first thing, faith in the unknown. If we want it, number two, if we want to be a kingdom builder, it requires, number two, faith for the provision. Everybody say provision. We're going to need faith for the provision. Let's go back to Abraham in this story, Genesis 22, 7 and 8. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father said, my father, he said, here I am, my son. He said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. (laughs) Isaac isn't stupid. He looks around, he sees all the necessary elements for a sacrifice besides the sacrifice. He says, hey, dad, uh, where's the lamb? Without hesitation, because the foundation was so firm of faith, the trust in God, even in the unknown, was so firm because God had called Abraham to be a kingdom builder and he was sold out kingdom or bust. He looks his son in the eye and says, God will provide. He doesn't even know how God's gonna provide. He just declares by faith, God will provide. Bam, there's faith in that response, right? This is huge because without faith for provision, Abraham would never qualify to be a kingdom builder because he would have killed the heir of the promise, the son of promise, and not any descendants would have come from Abraham. Not one, like God promised like not just one, but like numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Like, Like a lot of people would come from him. If he killed them and he didn't have faith and God didn't provide, he's showing up empty. The promise is over. What faith, right? Without faith, God can't build anything of eternal significance upon it, right? But with faith, how many of you guys know, he can go to work. He can go to work, and he goes to work in Abraham's life. Fast forward through a few verses of the sacrifice details, which we'll come back to in a second here, and we find, and look what happens next. Genesis chapter 22, verses 13 and 14, it says, Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horn. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. It is said this day that on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. The Lord will provide. 
Abraham called that place Jireh. We were singing about it this morning. He said, Jehovah Jireh was here. I needed a sacrifice. I told my son God would provide. And in the last minute, there was provision right when it was needed the most. Our God is a God who provides. Come on, somebody. We serve Jehovah Jireh. We serve a God who is a provider. And if he calls you to something, he will provide for you through that situation, right? Be encouraged this morning, church, in the needs and the things that we're believing God for today, that God will provide. God will be. He still is Jireh, and he will forever be Jehovah Jireh. Where God guides, he provides. If God orders it through you, he will pay the bill. Amen? He doesn't leave you high and dry. He is a provider by nature to his core. And this opportunity, it's for both you and I individually and corporately as a church, right? Man, we have such a huge kingdom opportunity before us with this building campaign. And as we all pray and do our part, I believe it's going to take faith for the provision, amen? God isn't calling us to do natural pledges. He's calling us to do supernatural faith sacrificial pledges. Again, that is where it's like if God doesn't show up, we're up a creek. We can't fulfill it. Let's just be real, real right now. Like, like Eric and I are feeling that one too because, again, we pastor alive, but alive is our church. We mentioned this last week. We're in this together. We're sacrificing together. If God does not be gyra and provide, the number we wrote on our pledge card last Sunday and turned in the box cannot come to pass. I'm dead serious. That scares the living junk out of me, but excites the living junk out of me because that gives God an opportunity to show that his word works, amen? And if God ordered it, he knows where it's coming. I don't know where that source is coming. I know what I make on a weekly, monthly basis. I don't know how all the extra is coming in, but guess what? Our daddy God does. And so if he guides, he will provide. If he orders it, he will pay it up, amen? But it takes sacrifice and it takes faith. Faith for provision, and it's a stretching. God's just checking the foundation. Do you believe me? Do you trust me enough to put yourself out on the line and take a step of faith like Abraham did? Right? Maybe you're here today and you're like, man, I, I wish God would just move more in my life. Sometimes we resist the opportunities for God to build the kingdom the most because it doesn't look all flashy and nice and warm to us. Like, we don't think that, like, sacrificial giving or a building campaign or stretching our faith could really be nice and God moving in our life. No, I want, like, flower and roses and puppy dogs and unicorns, right? That's, that's what's good in our life. Oftentimes, the greatest faith tests are the greatest opportunities for spiritual growth. Because God knows faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. When you have faith and you see God provide in this level, he's going to go up another level in the next season. And he's going to go up another level in another season. And he's going to keep building. Faith grows, and God builds faith, but he's got to have a baseline foundation of it to do anything kingdom-minded. Amen? So I pray that as we wrestle with this, we'd understand that, hey, God's going to call us to have faith for provision. And it's okay to be out there on a limb in certain seasons, but know what God has spoken to your heart and hold that true like Abraham. So that's number two. The last thing is this. Number three, if we want to be a kingdom builder, it requires, number three, faith to sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice. Back to Abe, all right, Abraham. And the middle part that we actually skipped over, which is a really important detail. Remember, God told Abraham to go up on Mount Moriah and offer up his son Isaac. What happened? 
Genesis 22, verses 10 through 12. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God or have faith in God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Abraham actually was going to go through with it. This is what rocks my world in such a good way. I don't know about you guys. He had the knife in his hand. He cocked it back. He tied up his son on the wood. Eli is in the front row laughing right now. Like, (laughs) you're just playing, right, Dad? (laughs) All right, where's the cameras? Uh, Joke, all right, all right. Like, no, this was legitly real. Woo! He was willing to sacrifice his only son, the son of the promise, because God told him to do it. And, 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 Man, as I wrestle with this, that'd be so hard for me. I, I, I don't know if I could do it. As I wrestle with this, I realize the practical takeaway, takeaway for a lot of us is this, that sometimes God will challenge us or call us to try to see if we're willing to be give, give up something that we love or that's so close and dear to our hearts. Just to check our faith. Just to test our faith. He does it out of love. He's not being a sick and twisted mean guy. Like, let's see if Phil, we went, no. He wants... Again, anything that God calls us to do, it's to take us to the next level with him. He's always got our best heart and best interests in mind. You gotta trust the heart of the father, a good father. Then when God challenges us, he's like, man, I love you so much and and you're doing awesome where you're at and you could be comfortable where you're at, but man, I've got a kingdom building opportunity up here, but the only way that you can go from here to here is sacrifice. Talked about a few weeks ago, kingdom or bus, sacrifice, right? To give up, you gotta give up to go up. You got to sacrifice to really get in there, right? And so maybe you're here today and we just need to ponder, God, what, what would he may have us be willing to sacrifice in this season to make sure our foundation is faith and not in our own works and our own ability? Could it be our time? Our Father God just wants more time with us. We've been too busy. We've been too distracted on the job, at work, all this over here. And God's over here saying, man, I need a sacrifice of time. I need you to make time for me. Maybe maybe you'd be willing for us to use our talents, our giftings, the way God has wired us to serve in his house and serve our community and serve those that are around us less fortunate. That he calls us to sacrifice some of our conveniences to do that, some of our sleep to do that some of our comfort zone to do that. And obviously we know, you know, we're in this one too. First time ever as a church, as a young four and a half year old church, that sometimes God will call us to sacrifice our finances and our resources to reallocate. Like it's a sacrifice when I had this money set aside for this, but God starts tapping on my heart. But I'm like, but I need that for that. He's like, yes, I understand that. I'm well aware of that. I want that for this and trust me for that. And it's like a priority shift. It messes with us in such a horrible but amazing way because it really searches our heart. See where our heart's at and where our trust and our faith is at. So again, the foundation of faith, God can build the kingdom on it. The foundation of doubt, the foundation of lack, the foundation of I don't know how, the foundation of fear, 
that's a wobbly tower and that will come crashing down. So God knows what he's doing when he faith tests us because he's about to do something amazing, amen? Because here's what I know, great without great sacrifice, when we do that, there is great reward, amen? Abraham was willing to do it, but we read the rest of the story. The angel said, hold up, stop. Don't you kill God's promise? Holy cow, you actually believe him. You actually were gonna go through with it. Now I know that you fear God. Now I know that you have faith in your heart. Now I know that I can build the kingdom of God through this man's lineage because he was not willing to withhold anything from the Lord. Surrender, sacrifice. What was the result? Blessing. Genesis 22, 17 and 18, right after that, it says, God speaks and he says, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Wow. So that tells me that that promise was what God originally tended, but it was in the balance when his faith was being tested. If he would have said, no, I can't do that, God. That may not have been spoken out of our Father God's heart and his mouth. That may not have come to pass. That's why our sacrifice is so important. God is basically saying, Abraham, I'm going to build my kingdom through you and your descendants. God, in our language, saying, Abraham, man, bro, you are a kingdom builder. Come on, somebody. Abraham qualified his resume, kingdom builder. Abraham is the original OG kingdom builder in the Bible. Come on, somebody. He is. He's our father of faith. And the cool thing I love about this more than anything is he's just a normal guy like you and I. Wasn't some special halo floating around Abraham. He was a man called by God with purpose to follow him and tested with faith. And he responded with faith. You and I are normal people here on earth called by God to build his kingdom, to put his kingdom faith. And what is the foundation that is gonna be required? Faith. It's faith, right? It's faith. When we're, when, we're, when we're asking, we're praying, and we're seeking God to fill out a pledge card, it's faith. It's what can you do practically? What can you sacrificially give? What can you do faith-wise? Leave a little room for God to show up and show off. It's a test. It's faith. And we know Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many of you guys know Abraham must have had some substance up on him? He had the substance of things hoped for because he was about to do it. He even said it later in the New Testament, it says, Abraham believed God. It was accounted to him as righteous as faith, right? God was like, this is a big deal. Abraham believed that even God could raise Isaac from the dead because this promise has to come to pass because if God spoke it, that settles it. It is God's will, amen? So he's laser beam focused on this. One more thought before we close here. I wanna bring this full circle because a lot of people don't know this. We all know the Abraham story. We know that God can build on the kingdom builder life of Abraham in faith, just like he can in our lives. Let's bring it full circle. Abraham literally laid the foundation for God to build his physical temple on. Go with me on a little journey. From this moment in Genesis 22, when Abraham's willing to sacrifice a son, 
Fast forward a thousand years forward after Abraham's obedience on top of Mount Moriah. At this very location, King David, a lot of us are familiar with King David, bought the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite, and built an altar to the Lord. We see that in 2 Samuel 24. Get this though. After King David died, I mean, you guys know, King David had in his heart to build the Lord a physical temple, to build him a church building. He said, no, 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 you won't do that. Get it prepared, but your son Solomon will do that. So after David dies, his son Solomon does something very significant at the very same spot that Abraham had faith. In 2 Chronicles chapter 3, verse 1, check this out. It says, so Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah where the Lord had appeared to David, his father. The temple was built on the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite, the site that David had selected. Some of you guys are just like, calm down, pastor. Your Bible geeking out here. I get, this is so cool. This is so cool because you can't make this stuff up. This isn't fairy tales and good morals and good people, a collection of good stories to live our life, a crutch to live our life on. This is God Almighty, the creator of the universe, crafting and scripting this amazing storyline that all tees up and lines up with no contradiction there. Oh my goodness. Faith was the original foundation for the literal physical temple of God that was built upon. Faith. The foundation was faith. It was the chief cornerstone. Faith was the foundation. That faith was produced at Mount Moriah when Abraham was doing that. Faith was drawing David to this threshing floor in the same exact location to buy it for the Lord and set it apart for his son. And when Solomon rose up, he built the temple of God, the church of God, the building that housed God's temple and his presence on the same exact spot. Holy cow. And so that shows me the impact that our foundation of faith can have in our own lives and obviously for God's kingdom as we're about to transition into our first permanent physical home. Let's lay the foundation of faith because we know our daddy God can build on it. Amen. We know our daddy can build on it. Faith is the foundation for building God's kingdom. Faith is the requirement and the prereq to be a kingdom builder in God's kingdom. May we operate in faith this season. May we not get weary. May we not get distracted. May we not get scared. May we not let the enemy and his lies and his junk and his trash talk talk us out of what God is speaking to our hearts to be true and to be faithful to him. To not surrender. To say, you know what? There's a lot of unknown. But Abraham trusted you in the unknown, and I am just like him, a man and woman called by God to build kingdom things. I'm going to trust God in the unknown. And there's a lot of provision that I'm going to need in this season to do what God's calling me to do. There's a lot of supernatural and natural provision. But I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe that he is still Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Amen? And I'm going to trust God that, man, I'm going to have faith for the sacrifice. If God says give it, I say how much? If God says, shift that, I say, where do you want it? If God says, I wanted to see. Now, the cool thing is, sometimes it's just a heart check. He just wanted to see if Abraham was willing to kill his son. He didn't actually make him kill it. And other times, we have to willingly give it. Another scripture, another, another sermon, another day. But God's looking at our heart, the willingness, 
the willingness there. Let's build something of kingdom significance, church. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to lay that foundation of faith? Come on, we're just laying foundations. And all you guys know, foundation laying isn't sexy, all right? It ain't cool. Like, I want to see the building. I want to see what it looks like. I want the shiny. Yeah, you don't get the shiny unless you lay the foundation. It's core. It's key. It's of utmost importance. So may we operate in faith in this season in a greater way and know that God watches over his word to perform it. Would you guys pray as we close today and ask God for our strength and help to lay that foundation of faith. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And we just thank you for the call of faith, a response of utmost trust in you. Lord, I thank you that you called each and every one of us to be kingdom builders. This isn't just for Bible people, special people in the Bible. All the men and women that are listed there are normal men and women just like you and I. And so, Father, we ask you for that spirit of faith. We ask you for the word of God to help grow our faith. We ask you for the boldness and the tenacity to trust you when the unknown is swirling around us. We ask you for the faith to believe you for the provision, even when it seems crazy, even when inflation rates are going up, not down, even when the gas is going up and not down. Lord, that we are not bound by your, this economy, but we operate in the Lord's kingdom, uh, 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 the Lord's kingdom economy, Father God. We ask you to just help us in a special way, trust you in this area. And Father, give us the faith to sacrifice, to be willing to give things even that are dear and that we love, that we hold true to our lives for a greater kingdom impact, Father. We know that you can build on that. And so we say, Jesus, build your church. Build your kingdom in us personally and with us collectively as a body of believers here at Alive. For I know without a shadow of a doubt, we know that as we trust you in faith, as we lay the foundation that's right with no cracks, with no structural integrity issues, faith alone can build the literal temple of God. And Father, we just thank you for the increase on its way. We love you. We praise you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if everybody just keep your heads bowed, eyes closed just for a moment here. If you're here today and you're kind of waffling, maybe you're online and you're just tuning in and maybe it's the first time you're checking us out or you just... For whatever reason, you tuned in. And you'd be honest, you say, I don't know if I have a personal relationship with Jesus. I've been to church before maybe, or I've been around church things, or I have friends that are Christians, but have you in your heart put your full faith and trust in Jesus? Have you called upon the name of the Lord where it says in Acts that all who call upon him, on Jesus, would be saved, could experience this and have that foundation of faith started in your life so that God could build everything that's glorious and good upon that firm foundation. It all starts and it all ends in a relationship with Jesus. That's you with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today, both online and in person, you want to be prayed for to receive Jesus. I'm not gonna call you up or embarrass you. I just wanna know who could I link my faith with, join my faith and my prayer with today. If that's you, you wanna receive Jesus for the first time or maybe rededicate your life, would you just slip up your hand so I know who I'm talking to today? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's pray this prayer together and know that God hears us and it's gonna come into some hearts today. Father, we love you so much. Say this, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my savior. Jesus, come into my heart, change my life and help me live a life of faith 
and trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.